imagine if you are friends with someone and whenever you get together, they just talk the whole time. They don't ask you questions about how you're doing, or if they do, they don't really leave very much space to hear that answer. They just kind of ask to be nice, not to really hear you. Um, and then when they have said everything that's on their chest, they're like, cool, peace out, right? And they leave. What would you think about that friendship? How would you feel about that friendship? Hopefully, you're not like thinking about a specific person right now, like, oh yeah, I have that person in my life, right? But that would be crazy, right? Like, that would be, that would not really be a friendship, right? That's a one-way relationship and not a very healthy one at that. Now, we're going into a new series called Prayer and Ongoing Conversation with God. And, in, and, and mentioned in that, right, is a conversation, which means that there is a back and forth right? That we don't want to be that friend that talks all the time. But I admit that sometimes when I pray, and by that I, I, I pray, and by that I just mean that I say things, and then when I'm done, I say, in Jesus' name, amen, and then I go along with my way, right? I don't make space to listen to what he might have to say in response, God wants relationship with us. He doesn't just want to be a genie. He doesn't want to just be someone who's like, yeah, just talk at me, great, okay, and then leave, you know? He doesn't want to have that kind of relationship with us. He wants a relationship that has depth, and he wants to have a relationship that, where there are conversations back and forth. That is prayer. Now, I know it's hard enough to just pray at all, right? To make space in our busy schedules and connect with our souls and our minds to talk with Jesus. As someone who is fidgety and bored easily, who likes to talk and go, 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 listening prayer is not an easy discipline for me. I want an answer quick. <laughs> like, if you can't squeeze it in the half second that I create for you, then I'm moving on. Most of the time, I figure that I'll just figure it out. Like, I'll, I'll make do, you know? And, and also, I just don't know if God really wants to talk to me. Like, he has better things to do, right? Like, I don't think that he, unless he's going to, like, open up the sky and, like, send heavenly beams on me, I really don't think that he has a desire to speak to me. Um, but what if we believed that God wants to speak to us, that he has words of life and love and blessing to pour into us? Would we quiet ourselves enough and create enough space to be able to hear from him? Would we actually create that space and sit and listen for a while? What would it take to practice that in my relationship with God? To have that kind of relationship with God that I long for, that is deep and real and lasting. It's going to require that I make space and silence to listen which is why we do women's times of like, come away with me, right? Because I know that easily on our own, we're always like, oh, I'll just do it in my own room. But I know what happens in my own room. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's dust everywhere. I got to clean that up. Oh, I've been meaning to put away the clothes that's been piling on my chair all week. Oh, I want to see what's going on with like, on my Instagram and my friend right now and her new baby, right? Like, it's so difficult. There's so many distractions. There's so many things, good things even, right? But it is really difficult to actually create that space to not just pray and speak to God, but also hear from him. So this series is like camp, right? Prayer and ongoing conversation with God. It is like camp 
We're trying new things together, and it requires a good entry posture. We're doing summer, so some kids are doing camp, and we're going to do camp. Now, this is what I mean. When I go somewhere new, I can be grumpy, judgmental, defensive, and closed off, right? Why do people eat that there, right? Like, how come it's so chaotic here? I just want to go home and sleep in my own bed, right? Like, that is my natural posture. Or I can choose to be open, curious, and willing to make a fool of myself in order to learn something new and try speaking in a language I know I'm going to butcher, right? Like, that's what it looks like for me to have a good entry posture. And that's what it's like for go, like our kids when they go to camp, right? Most of the time, if they have a good entry posture, they will have a great time and they will learn something valuable. Even if they were like, I don't want to go to this camp. If they choose to be open, curious, and willing to try things, even if it might, they might look stupid, they will make friends, and they will make memories, and they're going to have an awesome time. So this is what I want for us to practice this summer. We're going to try some different ways to connect with God and pray. And we're going to practice these disciplines. And I say practice because we're not going to be like A plus straight out of the gate, you know? Um, and I think it would be tempting for us to be defensive and closed off or feel like we know this already. We've already heard sermons on prayer. I get it. I've read books on prayer. I already have my way of connecting and praying. I'm good. Or I don't really think that God speaks and works this way anymore. That's for Bible times. Right? I invite us to have a good entry posture as we enter into this series, to be open and curious, to be, able, to be willing to try something new. And I invite us to have a good entry posture because I think God has something really great for us. Now, I grew up not listening to God. I mean, I listened to God through his word and through my leaders, but I didn't think that God personally, the creator of the universe, wanted to speak to me or would speak to me, even though in the Bible there are multiple examples of God speaking to his people, right? He speaks audibly as in a conversation to Abraham and Moses. He speaks to prophets and through prophets. He speaks through angels in both the New and the Old Testament in dreams and in visions. So when I was learning about listening prayer in college, um, I, they were saying like, God speaks to his people that he created in unique and different ways, in all sorts of ways, right? So for some people, they'll hear God audibly, but other people, they'll just see scripture, right? They'll see James 1.14, right? Um, or they will see pictures or have dreams or different things, or they might just have a deep sense of a feeling in them. But I was kind of skeptical. I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. But... I was a sophomore, and I was trying to make a decision about um, my summer and what I was going to do. I was trying to decide whether or not I was going to go on a missions trip or I was going to do an internship. And they said, why don't you pray about it and listen and see if God is, is going to you know, give you a word in what you should do. And I was like, okay. And then I didn't <laughs> because I was like, you know, honestly, I'll just do the internship. It's like way easier. I don't want to have those hard conversations with my parents about why I wouldn't be doing an internship. It's just going to be easier. So in my mind, I already made up my decision. So when my Bible study leader, Benny, was like, so like, have you had a chance to pray? Like, what do you think? I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't think I really heard anything from God, but I, I think I'm going to do the internship. And he's like, you know what, do you, 
let's just go ahead and pray and listen right now. And I was like, okay. Because what could you do? You're like, no, no, I'm not going to do it, right? Like, so I was like, okay, okay, let's do it. So he just prayed that God would speak and bring clarity to a decision. And then we just sat in silence. And honestly, I was like, he's not going to speak. We're just going to sit in silence. And then when he asked me what I, get, what I hear, I'll be like, I didn't really hear anything. I think I'm just going to do my internship, right? So, but I was like willing to play along, just do it. And then in a couple of minutes, I saw a picture. I saw a picture of me as a kid holding Jesus' hand. And we were walking down this paved road, and um, it was a nicely paved road, and then it forked into two different roads. One road continued to be paved and lovely. The other road was rocky, and it was full of pit holes, and there was caution tape on it, right? So naturally, I started leading Jesus down the paved road, and Jesus said, stop, hold on, Vicky. And he bent down and he brushed aside the gravel and the rocks and underneath this path was this path of gold. And he looked up at me and he said, this is the path I want you to travel on. So I was like, it's probably my imagination. This is not from the Lord. But Benny said, hey, did you hear anything? And one of the first things that we learned about listening prayer is that it takes, you have to be willing to take a risk and be brave, and even though you're like, I don't know if it's from God, to be able to hold it tentatively and say, this was what I think I saw, and say, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if it's from God. I don't know what it means, but this is what I saw, or this is what I heard. And so I said, well, I saw this picture, and I explained this picture to my friend Benny. And maybe you guys hear it, and you're like, wow, that's clearly from God right? Like, and this is what it means. But it was not clear to me when I saw that vision of what that meant. I was like, okay, God, show me this nice picture. I don't know what that means, right? And Benny's, like you guys, he was like, I think it's pretty clear that God has an answer for you, right? I went on the missions trip. Now, Paul in Acts 16, in 6 through 14, you guys can turn with me there. Or I can just go ahead and read it for us. Um, Hold on for a second. Um, we can bring it up. Okay, so um, Paul has been going to these different cities and sharing the gospel, sharing the good news of Jesus, and he's had a mixed reception. There's been some times where they're like, get out of our city, and they stone him and his group, or sometimes they'll throw him in jail. Other times where people receive it gladly and happily, and there's many that come to know Jesus, right? But it says this, and they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by, by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there and urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Somatras, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman col colony. We remained in this city some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate 
to the riverside when we were where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple cloth goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Okay, now we see Paul interacting with the Holy Spirit as he is doing his missions work, right? And we don't fully know. We're not given the details of like, what do you mean you were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak? Like, did he physically close your mouth? Like, did he say very clearly to you, you may not speak? Did he not allow an audience in front of you? We do not know, right? Again, when he's trying to get into places, we have no idea what it looked like that the Spirit of Jesus forbid, forbade them from going in there. But we know that there was an ongoing conversation between Paul and the Holy Spirit about what he was supposed to do and where he was supposed to go and what he was supposed to say. And then he has a vision. A Macedonian man says, please come and help us. And so he's like, this is the open door that we've been looking for. Yes, let's go to Macedonia. Let's go to Philippi. And it says that they remain there for a couple of days. If I were Paul, I would say, this is what we're looking for, people, a Macedonian man. We're going to find him. We're going to say, the Lord sent us to you. We are here to help, right? And then the Macedonian man would be, I have been praying for you to come. The Lord has answered my prayers. Finally, you are here. That's what I would expect the interaction to be. But instead, it says that they remain for some days. It doesn't say that they bump into a Macedonian man. And they continue to go on. They're like, I think that let's go by the river. I think that there may be some people who might be open to God there. And they find a group of women. And again, if I was Paul, I would be like, not here. No Macedonian man here, right? There's just a bunch of women. But Paul, in his openness and his, his willingness to be like, oh, yeah, I, what I've been doing, call to is to come and preach the gospel. And how God got us here is by this vision with a Macedonian man. But here are some women who are open and ready to hear the gospel. So I'm going to share my, this, the gospel to a woman from Thyatira, not from Macedonia. And Lydia was the first person that received the good news. And it is on her and her family that the church of Philippi is built. And the letter of Philippians is written to her as one of the church leaders, right? What if Paul had held on so tightly to that vision that he missed what God was doing? That he was like, okay, you told me to go to Philippi to look for a Macedonian man, and now we're ending conversation here. I got it, you know? And it's like, you know, mission impossible and the message like sizzles into nothing. And he just goes and he's like, no more contact. But instead he's like, okay, well, I'm here. And how do I continue working with the Holy Spirit to figure out what are you doing here? Who am I supposed to speak with? How do I remain faithful now that I am here in this place that you have sent me? I think if Paul is able to hold what the Holy Spirit says and shows tentatively and openly, and continues conversation with the Holy Spirit, how is that an invitation for us to also say, yeah, when we hear the Holy Spirit or when we think we hear something from God, we can hold that tentatively and say, okay, what do you mean by that? Now what do I do with that? Is this what you meant? Can you give me some clarity? Where am I supposed to go next, right? That it's not like just this one-time thing and that you're just supposed to know and figure it out. So 
in a, in a moment, um, we're going to practice listening to God because it wouldn't make sense for me to talk about how to hear God and then just be up here talking the whole time, right? And here's the thing. Listening prayer isn't a gift you have or you don't, right? It's a practice. It is something we grow in. We make room in our heads and our hearts for the Holy Spirit, and the more we respond to him, the more we practice, the more we're attuned to the voice of the Spirit. It's like attuning your ear to the viola, right? You need to know what a viola sounds like and how it's different than the cello and the violin so that when you are actually know what it sounds like, that in the whole orchestra, you can still pick out the viola, right? That's what it's like to learn how to hear from God. You're attuning your ear to be able to hear his voice so that when there is noise and there's chaos and there's all these other things happening, you'd still be able to pick out his voice. Now, I know that this can feel complicated. I know that some of us are here wrestling with God and our faith. You have prayed before and have been disappointed, and you don't know what to do with that disappointment and what you think of God. Your heart is tender. I get it. For a number of years while we were dealing with infertility and grief, I felt like God only said one thing to me for four years. Trust me. All my questions, all my desires for a promise or an answer or comfort, right? I was bringing it all to his feet and all he said to me was, just trust me. And I cannot tell you how frustrating that was, how I felt like, no, I don't want that from you. I want an answer. I want a promise. I want you to tell me why this is happening. And he didn't give that to me. And I think that there are ways that um, I had to learn, how do I deal with that disappointment with you and still stay in relationship with you? You know, how do I wrestle with you about how I am not satisfied with that and still talk to you? And I think that there's numerous people that are in that place. And my encouragement for us is to not close up that conversation. That God is welcoming us and wants to engage with us. And again, in hindsight, sometimes that makes a lot of sense, but certainly in that moment when you're like, I want anything but that word to come to me right now, that is so hard and so frustrating to hear. We're gonna, we're gonna talk more about that. John's gonna teach on how to trust God with our prayers when we are disappointed in July. And I, I want you guys to come. We recognize that. We know that that is not just the side thing when we're inviting us into prayer. But my invitation for us is to hold our tender hearts before God today and come with all those complex emotions, all that disappointment and uncertainty, and just, that's okay. Would you just come today and bring that, with all of that with you to God? Now, here's some helpful guides as we listen. God created us, and he created our imaginations, right? Sometimes I'll listen, I'll be like, I'm just making that up. <laughs> like, that's just my imagination, right? For sure, we can trust that God can work and speak in our imaginations. If he created our imagination, why do we not believe that he can work through it as well? Now, that said, we know that his heart and his word is not condemnation or shame. So if we are imagining and we're he hearing words of condemnation or shame, we can be sure that that is not from God, right? 
Sure, God brings truth and correction, but we tend to place on him our tone and our self-talk, right? He invites us into relationship because of his great love for us, not because he's like, oh, you're ready to listen? Oh, I am ready to lay into you. That is not the Lord. And I have to confess that we as the church can sometimes focus more on correction and sin than God's care and delight for us. And so I hope that even as we hear and pray that we would know and, and learn to attune our ear to God's voice and know, oh, that's, that's just me. That's just my voice. Or that's just this voice that just comes up and haunts me. And that is not God's voice. I was talking to my son about this because I tend to practice my talks with him in terms of content because they say, if you want to teach something well, teach it to a third grader and see if they understand, right? I have very conveniently a third grader in my home. So I was talking to him about like, oh, how we don't listen to God and, and how we just, our prayers is one direction and, um, and we, don't, we don't really make space for God, right? So we were praying and, I, you know, we practiced listening to God and he was like, I feel stupid. Like, I don't, I don't know how to hear from God. And I was like, buddy, most adults who've been following Jesus their whole lives don't know how to hear from God. And he's like, how do I know I'm hearing from God? I was like, oh, I didn't cover that in my talk. Okay. <laughs> so how I explained it to my nine-year-old is this. Our souls are created to hear from him. So it's like something in us that is empty gets a little filled up. That has been my experience. Or it's like a deep drink of water when we're thirsty. Or it's like a blanket over us when we're, we've been cold, right? It is, it is like that. That's what it feels like. Um, and there are a hundred different ways to explain this both theologically and, and, and experientially, but it's very simply, that's what it feels like for me, okay? And sometimes it's gonna be mysterious and we can hold it tentatively and continue the conversation by asking God for more clarity. And by the way, we won't be able to do all of this in 10 minutes, but praying and listening with another person is also super helpful because then you can say, like I did with Benny, here's what I heard, what does that mean, <laughs> right? Just for, to check for confirmation and interpretation. So I'm gonna start us now, and we're gonna start by quieting our souls. It is easy to stay distracted and overwhelmed, and I just wanna lead us into some slowing down and silence. And then we just wanna make space to listen to God, okay? Doesn't have to be this life-changing message from our Lord, it is just hanging out with a friend. Coffee with Jesus, okay? So first we're gonna start with the posture. And again, we're just gonna try this together, right? There's no right or wrong way, but we're gonna do this together this morning to put your, both your feet on the ground that you would be able to center yourself, okay? And then just hold your hands on your lap open like you're ready to receive from him, that you're ready to let go of some of the things that you've been hanging on to that's been distracting you. And we're gonna close our eyes this morning. We're gonna take some deep breaths and allow it to slow your body down. Allow your shoulders to drop from your ears. Allow your neck to loosen in their tension. We wanna make space for God to be present with us. 
give space for the Trinity to do what they want to do. And as distraction comes up, as anxieties come up, allow it to just float past you for now. Allow the breaths in and out to weed out the anxious thoughts and the buzzing distractions. We're going to go ahead and have a little image to kind of slow us down and some quiet music in the back to just help us um, experience his peace. And God, we invite you in this moment with us. Would you help slow us down? Help us give to you the things that need to be released and receive what you want to give to us this morning.
my invitation to us this week is to make space after or before you speak in prayer to sit in silence and invite Holy Spirit to speak. Just one or two minutes. Then perhaps jot down what you felt like you heard. Is it an invitation, a promise, clarity and discernment, hope, peace? Continue that conversation and ask the next time you pray. And if you felt like today you were like, I think I saw this picture or I think I had this word, and perhaps you were like, and I don't think it was for me, I think it was for this other person, would you take a risk and share with that person? Um, I know that in the times that people have taken a risk and shared with me, it's been really, I've been so grateful for it because I know there, there have been seasons in my life where, like I shared before, I wasn't able to hear for myself. And um, I just really felt grateful that other people would take a risk even if they didn't know what that word meant or why they were saying it, you know? But then if you felt like it's for you and you're like, I feel like I need a little more prayer over this, or I feel like I need to offer it to someone else and have that person hold that with me for a little while, Joel and I are gonna be at the back and we're, we would love to hear and, and pray for you. Um, or if there's somebody else around you that you're like, I just really wanna grab this friend and have them pray with me, that would be awesome. Um, I would just really love to hear what this experience has been like for you and, and, and what you felt like you heard or sensed from the Lord. And so we're gonna invite Kelly to lead us in worship. And if you felt like, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna continue and sit and listen, just please continue to do that. I know that we just didn't give a ton of time, but I know for some of us that felt like a really long time. So uh, we're just gonna keep practicing. And we're gonna, we're gonna learn to attune our ears to the voice of God. Okay, amen? All right.